Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue the King's writing from France in December of 1944, and he's just returned from Paris as he writes to his family on December 11, 1944. Dearest ones, the mail is coming through swell now. Thank goodness. Last night I received your wonderful letters of November 24th and 27th. You have no idea how very welcome they are. I'm glad, too, my mailing is reaching you. After Xmas, it should be faster. Thank goodness you're all well and that the baby is fine. I thought it awfully strange that Dad wasn't there when the baby was born, or at least immediately after. Leona must have been disappointed, though I suppose he's been there by this time and you're both home now. It must have been awfully difficult for you to leave them, as I know how you enjoy yourself in Chicago. Well, it won't be long before they get home. It's too bad the baby is too young to travel. She would really get the attention from you and Ida. It's hard to believe she's already a month old, and she'll probably be many months before I see her. It's going to be embarrassing when she grows up and asks me how cute a baby she was. Please take some pictures for me. Last night and today, I was duty bombardier for the group. It was my duty to see that the bombardiers had all the necessary information to fly the mission. I was up practically all night, but it was worth it to see how everything is prepared for a mission. It was very interesting. I wish I could tell you about it, but for security reasons, I can't. And that goes for the other questions you have asked. Now that I'm flying with the new crew, I'm lead bombardier in a three-ship element. I think I'm going to like it much better than flying the wing. Only time will tell. Your packages still haven't arrived. Last night, one of the fellows received four, so they will probably be coming in any day now. There really isn't anything I can request except the same things over again. So if you will... Please send me candy, cookies, and all kinds of food. We can always eat, as you may well know. Dad, I do want to thank you for your swell letter and also for the package. The cigarettes will be worth their weight in gold. We only got two packages this week. It wouldn't be so bad if we could get pipe tobacco also. But that isn't even available. Things are really becoming drastic. However, if I thought I was denying you, I wouldn't have requested them. I had no idea it was that bad there also. You're really sweet to sacrifice for me. I want you to know that I appreciate it. Write me again soon, please. There's no other news for now. Please take good care of yourselves and keep well. Write as often as possible, and I'll do the same. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley, subtle as ever. 
relates to his family that his war is gaining speed. He was assigned to be the duty bombardier and help the other bombardiers prepare for the mission. He found it fascinating, and of course, not long after that, he was moved up to be the lead bombardier in a three-ship element with his new crew. The king is hard at work, and he writes to his family on December 14, 1944. Dearest ones, I do hope this finds you well and none the worse for the bad weather. From the radio and paper, we've received reports of the terrific snowstorm throughout the country. It was very surprising to hear that Birmingham had two inches of snow. Maybe you'll have a white Xmas. Please take good care of yourselves and don't catch any bad colds. I'm happy to say I have received the first package from you. It is the one containing socks, the bathrobe, and candy. And in all, it was in good shape, too, despite the rough handling it must have had. The robe is swell. Makes me feel a little like a civilian. It will see plenty of service. One thing, though, as one of the fellows remarked, it should be a bright red or yellow instead of the same old khaki. Of course, I can always use socks, but they are too good for around here. I'll save them for my trips to Paris. As for the candy, I put the box on the table, and ten minutes later it did a disappearing act. We all enjoyed it immensely. Needless for me to say how much I appreciate your thoughtfulness. A package from you has no comparison. It gives me the best feeling in the world. I could never thank you enough for this feeling. So please accept my humble and meager thanks. You're the sweetest, grandest, most wonderful persons in the world, and I love you with all my heart. There wasn't any mail from you, but I suppose I can't be hoggish. The night is still young, though. Maybe some more will come in. And now that you've left Chicago, I'm wondering who will write me about the baby. I do hope someone, as I'm so anxious to know all about her. Gee, I bet they will have a glorious Xmas. I'm surprised you didn't stay for it. I'm fine and taking things easy. I have five and really like my pilot. We get along famously. My pass for Paris comes up January 2. It's a lucky thing. It's after payday. Please keep writing and keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is feeling a bit lonely as the holiday season approaches again. But he's doing well and he likes his new pilot and he has five missions and the Battle of the Bulge is underway as he writes to his family on December 17, 1944. Dearest ones, I sincerely hope this finds you well and not too lonesome. I haven't heard from you in almost a week. The mail doesn't seem to be getting any better. I've got a hunch that all the letters, including airmail, are coming over by boat because of the bad weather. 
that would delay them for quite a while. So don't worry if there is a long interval between my letters. I'm fine taking things easy. It has been raining all day. The mud is getting higher and higher. The only consolation is that it isn't cold. I can sleep until noon every day without any trouble at all. Lately, however, I have been getting up for breakfast and then going back to bed. Can't really afford to miss a meal. Which reminds me, I haven't received any packages with food, so now I make another request. Please send me some kinds of food, candy. Also, please send new stationery along with stamps. Thanks loads. I saw a swell movie this afternoon. It was Lana Turner in Marriage is a Private Affair. It wasn't anything exceptionally unusual, but the acting was good, and Lana was beautiful to look at, and everyone came out lovesick. I'll probably go see it again tomorrow. I hope you go to some parties during the holidays so you won't be too lonesome. Next year, we'll celebrate together and have a big party. Please keep writing. I'll do the same. Take care of yourselves. Keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. The Silver King's letters, dearest ones, of course, have a overriding theme of male service. And when it's bad, it's horrible. And occasionally it gets better. But right now, things are not going well, and he's waiting on boxes of food as he writes to his family on December 19, 1944. Dearest ones, what has happened to the mail lately is beyond me. I haven't received a letter in so long I've almost forgotten what it feels like. If all the packages are to be delivered before Xmas— Something will have to be done fast. More than likely, supplies to the front lines are taking priority over the mail. If that's the true story, then I can't complain. Those boys surely need equipment more than I need mail. But it would be nice to hear from you just to know that you're well. I do hope you're receiving my letters without delay. True, I haven't been writing too often because of various reasons. Just don't worry about me. I'm fine and doing okay. Well, Xmas is about here. Time is surely flying by. This will be my second one away from home. I don't have to tell you how I hate that. Everything points to an awfully dull day, unless our liquor ration comes in. In that case, we'll all be sky high, no doubt. We still have a few bottles of champagne left, which will taste awfully good. One of the fellows has built a contraption, which we call the ice box. It's a wooden box built to the side of the barracks right in the window. It isn't anything elaborate, but serves the purpose. It keeps the champagne cold and anything else we're fortunate to have. We never did get an Xmas tree as I had hoped. The ground is so damn muddy, 
not what you would want to go tromping around in. Nonetheless, I hope you'll have one there at home. And now I've written a letter and haven't said much of anything, simply because there isn't much to say. I know you expect my letters to be long and interesting with all the details of this damn war, and I'm sorry to disappoint you. Looking at the same faces, same four walls, and doing the same things every day doesn't offer very much in the way of writing. All the news will have to come from your end, so please keep writing. I'll write as often as possible. Please take care of yourselves and keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Our hero, the king, is feeling the press of the holiday season. He's not as lonely as he's been because there are projects underway to help the guys get through the holidays. Someone has built a type of an icebox that's attached to their room. They're storing the champagne and other things there. The king is continuing to worry about the mail and still needs more to eat. As we reach the conclusion of the second part of the Silver King's letters from France in December of 1944, and you are listening to the Silver King's War.